This is an ABC podcast. Triple J would like to pay our respect to this country's first peoples, First Nations listeners, artists and traditional owners of the land throughout Australia. Triple J acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the lands on which we broadcast and pay our respects to them and their cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging. It's that time again. Your scheduled dose of new Australian music that promises to get you up to date on what's happening in the country right now. I've got a cracking team up from two of WA's best and brightest at the moment. That's one of the shortest songs I've got on the podcast today, but I've also got one that's probably the longest that's ever been on the podcast as well. Plus, I'm chatting to Sash Seaborn about his vulnerable new single. I realised that there's like a really hurt 14-year-old in the driver's seat of my 24-year-old life. I'm also going to dig in uh, about Sasha's experience in the top 10 of Australian Idol this year. A very interesting twist in the story of this grassroots songwriter. That is all on the way. It's all 
There is that much new music released every week that I didn't even realize we were getting a new Kitchen Boy song until I heard it this morning, uh, yeah, pre-podcast recording. I had another track lined up in the playlist uh, for the five tracks that I was showing you today, but as soon as this one entered my life, I couldn't hold it back from the track list, okay? It's, it's so, so good. Uh, I've mentioned Kitchen Boy on the podcast previously. It was last year, I think, uh, when they dropped Something, 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 which I just thought such an underappreciated smash. I uh, still give that one a rinse on Unearthed Radio. But look, this is another great jumping on point uh, to Kitchen Boy as well. If you're new to the band, uh, this track, Close Friends, it just really shows the range uh, of these guys. You know, they can play the hell out of an indie rock track, uh, go fast and loose and loud. But there's something special about this one, the extra level of sentiment and care with which they've crafted the song. It's just super special really worth treasuring uh, a band like this when there's so much music around you find something as good as this something that means something to you and clearly to the artist i think it's worth holding on to worth celebrating what a fucking good band uh with a really good song let's crank things up now i reckon this is a high energy highly flammable banger from super ego When I think of acts that have really leveled up their craft over the years, Frio's superego continue just to take these sonic leaps forward. Uh, and look, they're honestly really unclassifiable as an artist uh, from a release to release. You never know what is coming next down the superego pipeline. And I think that's a real credit to them because 
when they first jumped on the scene uh, previously, even before they were going under Super Ego as Pau Negro, uh, they were probably like unfairly classed as a bit of an Australian baby uh, Rage Against the Machine sort of inspired band. Over the over the years, they've really leveled up, really changed things around, and evolved as as artists and as a unit. And in 2023 alone, they have just been blowing my mind with every new track. Uh, earlier this year, they had Chrome Face, which was excellent. Then Lies with Sakatsumi, uh, not so long ago. Honestly, pushing their sound into very experimental, very obtuse and niche areas. Now, with this one, they've gone back to basics. It's glitchy, it's hectic, it's full of chaos and attitude. Really full throttle stuff from Super Ego, uh, making an exciting mix of sounds. And again, the energy is off the scale. I also want to shout out, of course, the featured artist on this one, Marley Jose. He has become one of the hardest uh, working rappers around at the moment. He's on on a whole um, yeah on a whole hot streak in 2023. He's done bars of steel for himself, uh, dropped his own shit, and now he keeps popping up with the guest verses. There was another one recently with Mogwai, and now this Super Ego track. He's just elevating uh, things every time he touches the mic. So yeah, big ups to Mali Jose and of course. Super Ego. We're going to stay on the West Coast now and hear a new song from this artist, Sash Seaborn. Now, Unearthed have been pretty big believers in this artist for a little while now. We even named uh, Sash as an artist to watch in 2023 and we weren't we weren't the only ones watching Sash Seaborn he was on our very literal screens this year as part of the relaunched Australian Idol uh, he was in the talent pool for that ended up making the top 10 uh, so yeah big ups to Sash for that I know it's a big achievement, whatever you think of, of something like Australian Idol. Uh, and yeah, look, uh, when I, I heard that he had a new song out this week, I wanted to sort of get the lowdown on this track and his experiences uh, going through that. So I spoke to Sash Seaborn this week for the Unearthed podcast and, and I asked him about uh, his time on Idol and, and what sort of made him want to take the plunge and try out for a show like this. Yeah, I think, it, look, I think it just came across at the right time. Um, music, as you know, has been like a pretty tricky road for the last couple of years, especially through COVID and, and being from WA, it's a big leap to kind of start getting noticed on the East Coast. Mm. So um, at the time I saw it as an opportunity to kind of get that publicity where you can kind of fill in the edges of the map and I wanted to come over and you know, meet crew on the East Coast, meet like, like-minded musos and um, begin to kind of like make a bit of an impact. And um, yeah, just being, I think it was particularly being from WA and particularly at a time where like everybody was releasing records and everybody was kind of clambering over each other trying to get some recognition. <laughs> uh, it, it, it struck me as something that, yeah, believe me, it was, it was never something that I grew up as a kid planning to do. And I, I don't think that I'm like reality TV material. <laughs> really <laughs> outside of just being you know into music but um yeah look it was a it was a cool experience in terms of um doing something i'd never done before yeah and um yeah a great teacher 
Yeah, it's yeah, so interesting. I mean, I, I, as you say, yeah, it's not something that, that an artist like you might have grown up looking at and going, yeah, this is a path for me. But I feel like in 2023, you know, whatever whatever year we're in now, the modern age, an artist like you can probably go into a format like this, but also stay true to themselves. I feel like we're all wise enough and evolved enough now to know that this is a, an avenue for, for artistry as much as it is for entertainment. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like you just said before, like I've been independent and, and proudly doing that for many years before this thing came about and I'm looking forward to going back to doing exactly that. So um, I, I saw it as an opportunity to kind of stand out and, and put as much of your individual unique uh, thing forward in like a pretty, I guess, um, superficial, like airbrushed space. Like I definitely uh went had a few um <laughs> run-ins with production about like declining certain spray tans they wanted to give me and stuff like that <laughs> um, um, just because you know, i know who i am and i i for me it's always about like that grassroots thing and going out and playing for real human beings and i had faith that like that my authenticity would shine through um and i i really hope that people felt that when they saw that they saw me in that particular space and like yeah music for me 100% now is just going out and playing for real people and mm. um, in the old-fashioned way yeah well I want to talk about that soon I have one one more thing I want to ask you you know and and I guess it can be instructive for other artists who who might be you know wondering if this is the right thing for them you know this sort of a format whether it's idol or or something else that comes up at least exposing yourself to a different audience what was the you know if there it, was there any one takeaway best experience or best you know the best thing you got out of doing it I think it taught me a lot about staying true to yourself in a high pressure scenario. And I've never felt more aligned with the person that I want to be this year than from, you know, rubbing shoulders with hundreds of essentially other young people who are also having a crack and trying to get noticed. I think it definitely strengthened my belief in myself and um, it, like like largely through an experience that kind of sucked in, in the sense that, you know, you're just like getting bombarded with <laughs> all this stuff that has nothing to do with music and yeah. is, uh, but I, I definitely came out saying like I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to an, an, a young artist like myself who's coming up independent. Uh, you 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 do roll the dice and you can't strictly say what that process is going to look like for you mm. or what look like on the other end. But it, it is a great opportunity to learn who you really are and learn who you are not. Um, so I've never felt more in line with that. Yeah. Well, that I mean, as someone from the outside looking in, when I when I heard you were going to be on on the show, you know, uh, and and now you're back with new music, I was like, okay, what's this going to sound like? Is uh, is it going to be a, a track that, uh, that's similar to the other Sash Seaborn stuff we've heard before, or is it going to be very much gone through the system, the you know the the big label TV <laughs> system? You know, what are you going to come out with now? But listening to the new song which we're going to hear in a moment it it really feels as you said authentically sash i'm I, i'm not a corporate drone i haven't um signed my soul away or anything don't worry um i, I recorded this song before all of this happened yeah this is probably the most personal song that i've ever written and I, I i think it came about in really organic and happenstantial means to to just pen something that was a little bit more introspective and a little bit more vulnerable and, and digging a bit deeper than what I have done in the past. But I think that's probably being a songwriter. And as you do it for a few years, you kind of 
know yourself a little bit better. We're going to have more with Sash Seaborn after we hear this new song of his. That is the new track, Raised by Rivers. Uh, we're hearing uh, a little chat I had with Sash Seaborn uh, ahead of the podcast this week around the release of this track. We've talked about uh, Sash's experiences on Idol, uh, Australian Idol this year, but I, I, I wanted to pivot now and really focus on this new track. So I asked Sash, uh, you know, what was behind this very personal new song? It's dealing with I guess my complicated relationship with my upbringing and mm. and the town that I grew up in but it's also dealing with like the biggest production I've probably ever done like there's 
tons of guitars and synths and great drummer on there and um you know working with a producer that i really respect we got to like build the biggest noise around one of my songs ever so it's it's both like a step forward in the introspective mm. kind of nuances of songwriting but then it's also like my biggest production so I, I do I do love it. Yeah. It, it's interesting and, and only you can speak to this, Sash. Uh, but it, it makes me want to ask you, you know, the, the topic you mentioned, the thematic uh, complexities that you're unpicking on this new song, that's been with you, you know, that you talk about this growing up, a childhood upbringing. That's not something new for you. But did you have to have a certain amount of miles under your belt as an artist, as a songwriter to address this sort of stuff? You know, something not something that you wanted to dive into straight away. You needed to have a bunch of songs under your belt before you could write a song about this sort of, this subject? I think it just fell out of me. You right. know, it's like, I think it's a lot to do with getting older. You know, I was 14 or 13 at probably like the lowest point in my life. And, and now like 10 years on, I, I realized that there's like a really hurt, 14 year old in the driver's seat of my 24 year old life. And, um, I think I just noticed that objectively for the first time. And, um, you know, the song is, is about how self-esteem issues that, and, 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 you know, troubles that, that you face as a, a child can carry into your relationships as an adult. And, uh, I think that I, it was a point of me realizing that I'm I'm very strongly critical of like the town I grew up in and and the way that people treat each other in regional Australia and Australia as a whole. But also, it was about triumph over that and kind of still being proudly from. It's kind of like my born in the USA without like getting a little bit over the top with it. It's like my, you know, this place has a lot. It has a long way to come before it's you know, where it needs to be, but I'm, I'll always be from here. And, um, I, I'm integrally tied to this place for better or for worse. And, Mm. uh, I think your, your story is, is more to do with like how you overcome things rather than what happened to you when you were growing up. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, uh, that, that's, that's quite a, a, a noble, uh, and inspirational sort of a sell. I mean, imagine there's a lot of, a lot of feelings, uh, coming into release day as, uh, as we're, we're talking just ahead of this track, um, being heard by everyone else, you know, not to, not to pick at the wound too much, but how do you think people who maybe knew you at this time in your life will react when they hear it? Uh, I think it's potentially my most provocative thing I've put out and, I, I definitely didn't mean to write something that was topical or, or attempt to kind of address social narratives or social change or anything like that. I've never been someone who wanted to be like an artist that lectures people at their shows. Uh, this just came out as something that, I mean, like the track that I last did was called Receiver and that was kind of just like about being dissociative in a relationship. And I think this song is kind of about getting to know yourself a little bit and realizing that, it's because there's like a really hurt <laughs> child and still kind of affecting the way that you relate to people. So I want people to hear it and I want to potentially open a conversation with people that I grew up with because I have a lot of, um, I guess, yeah, hard feelings and criticism of mm. the way that particularly young men are brought up to treat each other in a town like that because we're all kind of in survival mode and we'll do anything to put the other person down just to fit in and, I think Australia has like a particularly gnarly culture around men just like 
ripping into each other to feel like they belong. Um, yeah. So I, I, if it saves another 14 year old that's in the position that I'm in, just in the sense of starting to be an advocate for this and uh, begin those conversations, looking at like my own journey, which I think is what being an artist is, but also just writing something that's open-ended enough that people can relate to it, then so be it. And I'm definitely happy to take that seat at the table. I love chatting with Sash Seaborn. Really stoked he's back with another great song. Look, you heard a lot of talk on the podcast today. Uh, I really, I couldn't edit that one down too much. Sash had a lot of great stuff to to say and get off his chest. But I thought I'd give you a longer break from me now. Uh, yeah, so have if you will, a sprawling, enchanting psych odyssey that's going to take you on a very real, wonderful journey for the next eight minutes.
They're a great band, Adelaide Sons of Zoku. We featured them a while back in Unearth's If You Like King Giz program. And yeah, you can hear the comparison point with that winding, wonderful psych sound. They're the real deal too. Uh, Very committed to their artistic vision and the result on a track like that, Moonlight, very captivating. Uh, I saw them very briefly live when I was in Adelaide in 2022. I was running around from venue to venue, only got to catch a little bit of them, but uh, there's six of them always putting on uh, some really mind-bending, immersive shows. Hopefully, uh, this release of Moonlight means we're getting more Sons of Zoku, and hopefully we're going to just see them yeah, keep on doing their thing, keep on following their nose because it always leads them to interesting textures and places. I want to squeeze in one more song now and it's it's one that I reckon will please any fan of Julia Jacqueline. I can definitely hear that same sort of golden age folk waltz here, uh, even a little bit um, similar in cadence and, and, and style to Don't Let the Kids Win. This is an artist, Clover Blue, who, who writes in a very wryly, real and poetic way uh there's some lines in here which you know if you if you didn't laugh you'd cry um because yeah uh, clover's really um yeah bleeding their heart out a little bit uh on this new track bats we heard uh i think it was uh, like a a demo-ish sort of a track from clover blue in 2020 was really excited to see them upload a new song there's a really beautiful production element to this one that comes in late and uh, yeah, really enhances the the elegance of Clover Blue's very dreamy musings and and revelations. Um, yeah, I thought it was it was a really great next step forward for this artist. Hopefully, you feel the same way too. Clover Blue, enjoy this one. I just wanna see the bats fly I just want to see the boy out 